Hey, I'm going to share some things. Um, I really think, and uh, I like to joke around, etc. But I think the stuff I'm going to share over the next three, four weeks is. Um, I was telling Joe and Jill, I said, this is really the, 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 the last piece to me that started to make every scripture explode and make sense to me, to be honest with you, where it truly brings this freedom. And, and um, I'm not asking you to uh, agree with me, et cetera. I just, want you to, um, I just want you to view every scripture through Jesus and life versus legalism. Does that make sense? And I'm telling you, the Bible will start to come to life and you'll, you'll stop feeling judged and condemned and you know what, your emotions will start to come back, your compassion for people will start to come back, and you'll start to love people versus be judgmental Christian. And uh, see, I grew, up, I grew up in very Dutch reform. See, here's, here's, here's what religion does, guys. Is, uh, religion, religion is this man-made thing to get you to deserve what God freely wants to give you. It's these steps, and I really believe it comes from this, as, um, you know, when... when uh, uh, every pagan religion requires, um, requires sacrifice. There's this God over there who's ticked off, and we're this little worm of a human over here. The Jews said we're ants, right? We were ants in their sight. Were they truly ants in their, in their, to the Jew's heart, they go, those guys are scary and they're ants, but what did God say? No, I'm giving you that. But they couldn't go get it because they still viewed themselves as dirty, shameful ants. Does that make sense to you guys? And so God tells Abram, how many of you guys know that Abram was pagan? You guys know that? Yes. Abram was, he was pagan. And uh, every pagan religion, if, if, if something happened, uh, let, me, let me share this with you. How many of you guys know that Harvey and Irma are not because God's angry? Yes. Right? I just, saw, I just saw this thing. It makes me laugh. I just saw, I, it's fun to watch the liberals to me. Is, uh, they, they make me laugh, actually. They really do. I know a lot of you guys get angry at them when you think, oh, this, politi- this political thing. I go, they make me laugh, actually. Because um, they're like, uh, none of Trump's properties got damaged. This is proof there is no God. It just makes me laugh, actually. I'm just like, uh, what are you guys talking about, right? And uh, anyway, he, see, listen, all of earth, when God made heaven and earth, and he said, it is good. He made man and it is good, right? And then what happened? We started eating from the wrong tree. And how many of you guys know that? We start affecting everything. We start, mankind brought death into this world. You guys understand that? God did not. God didn't bring all this stuff. I truly believe that when we start operating correctly, we start to fix this thing. That's why Romans says the whole earth groans waiting for the sons of men. It groans because it says they didn't go into this, this situation on their own. It was us that subjected them to it. Anyway, I'm, I might be losing you. So, Abram, God comes. He goes, God, you know what? I'm going to be your guy. And, and uh, Abram, you're going to be my guy. I'm going to be your God. And, um, and then you know, the story, you know the whole story, right? It's just a picture of Jesus. All the stories are, are a picture of Jesus. And I think what confuses Christians is they go in and out of character a lot. You know, Abram is also... He's also representing man, and he's also God at different point times in this story. But Abram's got his son, Isaac, right? And uh, they're going up the hill, and Abram, or Isaac is carrying wood on his tree for three days. What does that sound like? Yeah, Jesus carried the cross, wood on his back, and you know, pretty much dead for three days, etc. cetera. And, uh, but then when they get to Mount Moriah, which you know, centuries later, the real lamb was actually slain at the exact same place where Abram and Isaac went up the mountain, right? But Abram and Isaac go up the mountain, 
And, uh, and Isaac's question was, because they're pagan, where's the sacrifice? Because that's what they expect, right? Every pagan god, like, God's angry. There was a, a hurricane Irma. We need to sacrifice something to appease God, right? And what was, what was Abram's response to Isaac? God himself will provide a sacrifice. See, what's different about Christianity is he's the only God that's not angry and required a sacrifice. Does that make sense? Man thinks they ate from the wrong tree, God's angry, I require a sacrifice. God goes, I didn't require a sacrifice. I didn't, that wasn't my plan, I didn't want that. Isn't that what he said? So he's, he's shaking Abram up. He goes, I'm, gonna, I'm so different, Abram, I myself am gonna provide the sacrifice. And Abram turns and what does he see? A ram caught in the thorn bush. What was that a picture of? Jesus, the crown of thorns. I'm gonna, Abram, you've got this all wrong. You think I'm angry and you require a sacrifice. I'm gonna rattle theology. I'm gonna be like every, I'm gonna be unlike every other religion. I'm not mad at you. I myself am gonna provide the sacrifice. I just needed to die. Because if I died, and I rose again, what happened? I've conquered your condition. I've conquered death. You guys get it? Okay, so once you start seeing scripture from this, I'm just telling you, it'll start to bring life. Because here's, the gospel I heard, guys, did not bring life to me. And I think that's really the problem of most Christianity. Because I hear everything, guys, is, uh, you know, I was talking to some friends the other day, they go, you know what, our youth need to see the power of God. Did every Pharisee see every miracle? Yes, did they, did they, did they experience him? No, and, and Laura could attest to this too, is guys, we, we saw the dead raised. You know, my brother-in-law, some of you guys know, he's, he was diagnosed with Waldenstrom's disease. It's 100% fatal. Not any, nobody's ever survived that disease, except one. It's not that, it's not that, guys. Hey, I love the miracles, I love the, I love the, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, I love all of it, I love all of it. But the 99% of the people I see participating in that, typically their marriages are struggling, their insides are dying, they've got health issues, they've, they're not experiencing life, because I believe they're not hearing the true gospel, personally. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to solve a little bit of that over the next three, four weeks, because honestly, guys, when, it, when, it, when I just, oh, I can't tell you how excited I am. We had friends over last night, and I looked at my watch, I was like, 11.30, what are we doing? Like, there's not even a Yankees game on them up this late, what's going on? And so, we were sharing this gospel, this good news, and they've been around ministry their whole lives, it's fascinating, we, we had a blast, it was, just, it was just fun, and so we were doing this thing, this is kind of how I hope fellowships are, we're like, what about this, and what about this, and when you start seeing scripture from the right way, here's what happens, you go, oh, yes, yes, does that make sense? So, it's the goodness of God that leads to how you see God, metanoia. Does that make sense? And I've got to unravel some of these words for you because repentance doesn't need repay. It doesn't mean repay. Repentance means metanoia. So Jesus comes along and he says, none of you know the Father. Abraham didn't know the Father. Moses didn't know the Father. Everybody that studied all those scriptures didn't know the Father. Said, you've, you've all, you knew every word in that. You went to every Bible school. You got stars at all of your Sunday school classes because you knew the verses, right? You guys get that when you're growing up? I'm so pumped up about my gold star when I'd show my mom. Like, here's my gold star, mom. Look at that. I remember a memory verse. And uh, had no idea what any of it meant, so it didn't bring any life to me, but I got a star, right? 
And so I believe that's how most Christians are. The Bible says this, you get a gold star, but you're dying. You're dying. Does that make sense? There's no life in you. Most, you guys know what I'm saying, right? I didn't experience it. You know, I saw the miracles. I saw these people doing all this stuff. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool, God, but where are you? I still don't, I still don't have a rest for my heart. I still don't have love, peace, joy, the things that you really want me to have. Does that make sense to you guys? And I believe these messages, that's what's gonna be. It really, it starts to heal a damaged soul, a damaged heart. You guys okay with that? All right, so let's go to this, this first slide. Um, Doug, if we can hit that first slide. All right, just a little background. So Jesus came to reveal the heart of a loving father. He said, hey, none of you guys know the father. And so Jesus, the true word of God comes and he goes, if you've seen me, you've seen what? The father. Did Jesus ever judge one man? No. So is the father gonna judge men? No. Was Jesus mad at the sinner? No. So is the father ever gonna be mad at the sinner? No, because he can't change. You guys are starting to get this? So Jesus comes and he goes, you've missed this whole thing. That's what Matt and I were just talking about, the prodigal son. It's, such a be- it's one of my favorites too because it, it just it throws the religious people on their head because they think, God, look at this bad, angry sinner and he comes back and God requires nothing. He goes, man, I've been waiting for you. And he, he falls on him. He goes, come in the house. Put the ring on. Put the robe on. Put the shoe. We're going to have a party. And the, 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 the Christians... Lord, I pray in tongues, I go to the Bible study, I do this and I do that and I do all this stuff. Why am I so miserable outside of life? I'm not even in the house enjoying you. Get it? So he comes to expose a loving father and it says he loved us so much he rescued us, reconciled the world to himself. So what I'm gonna cover today is really, is when I can start to get you to see that he was always love, he was never judgmental. Judgmental, we made God a judgmental God because we ate from the wrong tree. All of a sudden, we started to see everything from a legalistic viewpoint, crime and punishment, somebody's got to pay. Does that make sense to you guys? Did God ever expect that? No. No, he came after Adam and Eve. Who told you that? Who told you that? You're starting to believe the wrong thing. You ate from the wrong tree, and so you're dying inside, and you think I'm a judgmental, angry God, and all I do is I love you because I can't change. I love you. I've never keep a record of wrong. Go read 1 Corinthians 13. He'll never change from that, and he never was anything other than that. Does that make sense? All right. So the good bad tree always makes us feel separated. I'm going to start tackling that next week, that you were never separated. Woo. Woo-hoo. Oh, I like it. It's, <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Just keep the bad email guys away. So anyway, I'm telling you, you preach, you preach, you want to see the fangs come out, preach a loving God. Holy smokes, man. So we believe God is angry, needs justice, and we experience fear. The tree of life is unconditional love, no record of wrong. So Romans 8, 15 says this. There's, there's two spirits operating in the world, guys. There's a spirit of fear and a spirit of what? Love. And depending on how we see the Bible, how we see Jesus, how we see everything, is whether you're going to experience life or you're going to experience fear. Does that make sense? And I believe the Christian God that most people have taught, even I've taught it, and I'm like, I was talking to our friends last night with Barb, I go, I'm so embarrassed I used to teach this stuff. I'm so, but praise God that, not like, I'm in this deal now, I'm just excited. So, anyway, um, so here's, here's, here's Paul, writing to the Romans, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to... Fear, what caused fear in Adam and Eve? They felt separated. They felt they ate from the wrong tree. God's judging me. 
they turned from God. Did God turn from them? No, he said, I pursued them with hostile intent. Meaning that everything in me is gonna go rescue my damaged son. Does that make sense? So, I didn't give you that spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Daddy, a loving dad, amen? So the spirit himself bears witness with what spirit? See, I believe, this is what I believe is happening. I believe when I, when I share this with you, your, your heart of hearts, your inside goes, yes, I knew God was this way. Holy smokes, thank you, Lord. But your head's going, no, 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 because you've, you've created these, it, it literally says, is you've created strongholds in your mind where you've, you've been taught that God was angry and needs to pour out his wrath on Jesus your whole life. You cannot see him as compassionate. And so you start becoming the God, you, you as a person start becoming the God that you serve. Because as you see, that's who you become. Does that make sense? So when you start really like, oh man, he loves, he loves the sinner. Jeez. All of a sudden you, you start to be able to experience compassion again. And what's fascinating, guys, is everything comes along with it. Your health, the abundance, everything. So I'll show you this. So, hey, I didn't give you that spirit of fear. You ate from the wrong tree. That wasn't me. That spirit of fear started to kill you. My spirit is always one of love and unconditional love. I love you. I don't care who you are, what you've done, etc. I love you. Isn't that the simplest message in Christianity? Why do we share everything other than that? Why can't it just be full stop after that? It's always this. Uh, well, man, I'm starting. Okay. The Spirit himself bears witness with our insides that we are children of God, and we go, yes, okay? Does that make sense? All right, next slide. Ralph, here we come. How many of you guys have seen this in Joseph Prince's books? Ralph comes up here, and he goes, you know what really helped me? This picture, Joseph Prince got this plant, and there's a root there. I go, bro, I've got, I'm talking about it today. And he's like, oh, thank you, Lord. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull all this together. So the broken marriage, um, do we see broken marriage? And do not feel judged. I don't care if you've been married 18 million times, guys. Okay? I really don't. I don't. That is not the point. But does the church look any different than society? No. No. How many trillions of dollars have we spent to spread the good news? See, I'm a business guy. I go, we got a crappy return on investment. Send me money, I got the good news. No, you doubt, you, you're judgmental. You're sharing death with them. Does that make sense? Because you're doing stuff like this. If you say the magic words, you're in the club with me. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Say these words. And I knew that wasn't true because I said those words and I was like, well, that didn't help. Nothing happened to me. Yet the gospel is supposed to be the power of God unto sozo, unto salvation. And that doesn't mean we're getting to heaven someday. The Western Christianity has reduced the gospel to get Vicky in so she doesn't burn in hell for the rest of her life. And God goes, I didn't give you that spirit. I did not give you that spirit. I gave you a spirit as, I'm dad. And I'm here. Come, come sit on my lap. I love you. Does that make sense? So, we see broken marriage. We see sickness. Do we see sickness? We see poverty, so the charismatics have turned it into casting out demons and deliver them from this and deliver them from that, and they look like everybody else too. And so I'm just a, kind of a witness of all this stuff. Thank God I'm not professionally trained because I didn't create all those strongholds. <laughs> like, Lord, I believe you're pretty good because I lived a pretty, uh, life is pretty fun to me and it's good. And, and uh, 
those Christians look really angry and boring, and you guys look like a lot of fun. I'll, I'll choose this. Does that make sense? Anyway, so, and then we see poverty, etc. So what do they do? Throw checks at my feet, and that's how you're going to receive wealth. Isn't that what we teach? So into the anointing, so into the man. Man, I was in Africa, guys, the king of this stuff, and everybody's sewing checks into all these pastures, etc. They're driving around these beautiful cars, and the people can't rub two nickels together. And mentally, I'm just going, this doesn't work. Whatever you're teaching is not working. Does that make sense? You might have a miracle here and there. And see, we've got the power of God. I go, no, you're dying, all of you. You guys are all dying. Could you pave one road? Then I'll see. It's, yes. Because they're not sharing the true gospel. The true gospel is, I've loved you, you're completely free, and you're now in union with me. You're in. Amen? So, what's the deepest root? Like Joseph Prince's book is what? Judgment. Where did judgment come? From him? From the wrong tree. Man ate from the wrong tree, right? And what did he feel immediately? Separated and condemned, not loved. Does that make sense? And so what does that produce? Fear, stress. Our heart gets hard, we literally cannot function. Some of you guys have heard, have read the healing code, the love code, etc. Guys, I'm telling you, legalism, when you still see God is angry and needs to pour out justice and wrath, you die. You cannot hear the Holy Spirit. You can talk in tongues for eight million years and you're still dying because it's an issue of the heart. Does that make sense? I'm all for praying in tongues. Don't get me wrong. I go, how long you been doing it? Have you experienced life? That's all I ask. Just be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest with me. You can be angry with me, but I just ask, check your heart of hearts when you get to bed, when you lay your head at night. I go, is it working? Is what you've been taught your whole life working? Or do you still see a sinner and get judgmental? Does that, does that make sense? Like, trust me, I'm not perfect. I'm speaking to myself, too. I get it. But I've, it's starting to unravel to me. I go, man, I get this. So get that next slide, Doug. I'm just going to share with you a couple things out of the healing code. See, here's what's, what's been fascinating to me is I probably have just as many secular non-believers as believers, friends. Does that make sense? And, uh, and nine times out of ten, I mean this, is they actually live a more fun, fruitful life than the believer. I've just watched this for the last 20, 30 years. I'm like... What gives? How, how does the non-believer love his kids? Better than the Christian guy. How does that happen? How, how does the non-believer's business work better than this guy who's praying in tongues? How does this guy just walk around like free and this guy's over here in bondage criticizing everybody, trying to do everything right with all their heart, guys, and yet they can't get there? Does that, does that make sense? And so, that's why I love healing code. I love, all, I love the science behind it, guys. That's what I wanted to be a medical doctor at first, and then they told me I had to learn 3,000 plants at the Air Force Academy. I said, no, nah, I'm not gonna be a medical doctor because I grew up in Iowa. That's a weed, and I eat that. Why do I need to know the name? It's stupid to me, right? I just got probably too much orneriness and common sense. Right? <laughs> like, no, no, no. You make me take botany to go to medical school? Why? Well, because that's what we do. I'm like, no, that's not what I do. So, anyway. All right. Healing Code, page 209. We believe that the energy frequency of what? Pure love will heal anything and that it may be the only power that will, and the only power that will. Page 24. When people heal the source of their stress. What did we just see on that tree? The real source. 
See, they don't have the real understanding yet. We think God's judgmental. We think he's angry. That is the source, guys, is when we preach an angry God that you will not find in Scripture. You will not find it. Go check yourself. I know some of this is like rattling to you because you like this guy who's angry and because uh, it makes you feel somehow, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't understand it personally, but um, when people heal the source of their stress, their relationships improve. Didn't we just see that on that tree? Right? Their income goes through the roof. How many guys are like that? No throwing money at my feet. Does that make sense? <laughs> Why? Because all of a sudden, you, you, when your heart starts to, to operate in pure love, you know what? You start to hear him clearly. You just have witty ideas. You have all these things that you're trying to pray in tongues for that he freely gives out of your heart. Does that, does that make sense? And God, pray in tongues. I don't care. I'm just, I just, I'm reading scripture. He goes, how you're going to get 30, 60, 90 fold is a condition of your heart. Does that make sense? So their relationships improve, their income goes through the roof and their satisfaction soars. That's joy. That's, that's fellowship. That's relationship. That's uh, man. I, hey, I just want you to come to my house and fellowship with me. We're going to have fun. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? And it all operates in love. Amen. Go, if you read 1 John, it's fascinating to me. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, face to face, and the Word was God. So Jesus was always God. Was he never God? No. So if, Jesus, if the Father, if we preached an angry gospel that he has to pour out his wrath on sinner, but thank God he wasn't pissed at us, so he sent Jesus, he poured his anger out on who? God? Wait a minute, Jesus taught against that. He goes, listen, the house divided itself. Jesus, was Jesus God on the cross? Did he ever change from being God on the cross? No. So who, what? See how it breaks down if we actually think about this and not just, not just regurgitate what we've all been taught. That's really what I've just started doing. I go, la, 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 la. I know you got this massive ministry, but I don't see life. Does that make sense? I, I want to have life and life more abundantly. I want to enjoy it. I, man, I got one shot at this thing on earth. I want to enjoy it. Does that make sense? So when they, when they love, when they experience love, see, you, you guys see that, guys? If God was mad and never kept any record of wrong, he poured out his wrath on God. And a house divided cannot, that cannot be. So I'm going to unravel this for you. Let me read one John to you. It's so beautiful when you get this. Is um, uh, so here's John. What did John talk about a lot? Love, didn't he? See, if you, go, if you it's interesting is John, uh, and some of you guys that are Bible scholars, you went to Bible school, you got all the, the things. I'm not trying to be that. Um, so, but John's this old man when he wrote the book of John. And he, you know, he walked with Jesus. He saw him, etc. And says, so he says, in the beginning, What's the very first verse of the Bible? In the beginning. What? Right? God created the heavens and the earth. In the left half, Jesus was right in the middle of everything. You guys all know that. So here's John goes, In the beginning was the word, and the word was pros with God, face to face in this intimate relationship. The same word was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus made how many things? Now, I gotta ask you this. I'm getting into next week, actually, but. So here's how we think about God again. So Martin and I were talking about this. So God, the creator of life, right? 
He creates life, and I think this is how we think about it. He creates the, the cosmos, the creation, and then he goes, foom. Now there's the creation, there's the creation, and I'm God over here. How in the world does anything have life if he's not in that? Can anything created have life without the life? So how are they alive? Through God. Is he in every atom of the universe? All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Colossians says he withholds everything and holds it all together. That's what we remark. See, I love the science behind this. If you go look at a simple nucleus, if you look at it, go, it would explode without Jesus holding it together. Because you got positive and positive. He's an electrical engineer. Wouldn't it explode, bro? It would explode. So what happened? And I would just ask all of you this. Before you said the magic words and received them into your heart, how were you alive? Come on. Was he in you? Yes. So listen to this. Sorry. So, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. I love this. If you go lock, watch C. Baxter Kruger, I love this. Man, it's like exploding in my, my world right now. Him and Dr. Watch open these guys. So he goes, we think of light and darkness like this. So if I, if I, can you guys see my shadow there? So the light is hitting my hand. Is it going to that carpet square where there's a shadow? No, this is blocking that light. Does that make sense? There's light and darkness, there's shadows, etc. Follow me? But listen to this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. So he's talking about some different kind of light. Does that make sense? He said light shines in darkness. Have you ever seen something completely dark, and yet there was a light in it? It's no longer dark. What is he saying here? He goes, I am in every atom in the universe at the speed of light. And you all know that. If you like quantum physics and, and Einstein, etc. E equals mass times the speed of light squared. Every atom in the universe has him in it. And it's held together by him and it's moving at the speed of light. See, I love that kind of stuff. I'm like, thank you, Lord. You know, how do birds know how to migrate? How, do, how, do, uh, how does the non-believer in your world love his kids better than you sometimes? How? Because his light is in everything and through everything and the darkness does not stop it. His light's different than what we think. His light is in and through and withholds everything. Amen? And so the light shined in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. If you get down to verse nine, it says this. He was the true L-I-G-H-T, capital L, which lighteth every man that cometh into the cosmos. Wait a minute. He didn't light the guy that we sent him on a missions trip and they said the magic words. His, he was the true light. It lights every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and we didn't know him. So he goes, I'm going to come as a son, so none of you guys can confuse this thing anymore. So what has Christianity turned it into? Let's confuse this thing some more. Let's view every scripture out of legalism versus Jesus. Does that make sense? So Paul, and I talked about this in the book of Acts, if you go look at it, what was Paul, 
It, see, a lot of times, because if you grew up charismatic, you think there's an evil spirit over my house, and I go, and whatever, I don't know what you do. Um, you know, go through a stream and cast something out, whatever. And uh, I go, no, it's, it's a factor of light. You don't, you, it's shining through you and in every human being in the world because it's the life of every human being in the world. Now, am I, do I, am I saying not share the gospel? Absolutely not. We go share the good news that you were in him and he loves you perfectly and you're forgiven and that spirit will resonate with their spirit that I go, I always knew God was good. Thank you, Jesus. Does that make sense? I see most missionaries, most, most things, hey, we're sending them to this and we're raising money to send these missionaries out. They just try to get them to say magic words and those people themselves are dying. They're not sharing the good news. Man, you're forgiven. He, every, the sin of the world was in him and it's, that deal's over. You're in him. I am. Yeah, but I messed up today. That's why it's good news. If it was up to you, it's wages is what it says. Then you earned it. Does that make sense? Okay, so when people start just to go, when they start to get out of here and they start to focus here, I'm just telling you, everything starts to explode. You start to experience relationships. You start to experience your income goes through the roof. I think that'd be good rather than you trying to throw it at the pastor. Does that make sense? Hey, you want to throw it at me, that's fine, but I, I got issues with that because I've watched it for 20 plus years. I've been around Word of Faith Charismatic. I go, pastors are prospering, people dying. Giving is out of this abundant, like, yes, Father, thank you for being so good to me. And I give, and it's this miraculous thing, and it comes back. It's just a wild deal. Once you start getting a revelation of that, you start participating in life, you're, you're, it's not a transaction. I didn't sow that seed, and then it made it happen. Does that, does that make sense? It's, you go, no, now you're participating in the life of Jesus. He is the light of all men. And when you see how this thing works, as you get excited, you go, wow, Lord, you've blessed me so much. Thank you. That's why it says, I love a cheerful giver. Does that make sense? Not this reluctant, like, let me throw it at this guy. <laughs> Follow me? Anyway, okay, does this make sense to you? All right, so uh, uh, next slide. But I want to share something with you. I wanna, uh, King David and I were talking about this. Is, um, uh, oh, I got to do this in 10 minutes. So I can do it. Thank you, Jesus. He redeems time. Um, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me share this and see if it sounds like something you were taught about Christianity, right? Uh, David and I were talking about this. I go, here's how we see God. Because we ate from the wrong tree, we think he's, he's we've been all taught, we've all taught this. Hey, he's perfect love, but he's just. That sucks, actually. <laughs> right? So think about this. this think about this. I, I'm a dad. I'm not even going to use me in case my kids, they, I don't want them even to think I think like this. But look, I knew this dad, let's say it like that, right? And he said this, he goes, kids, here's what, I, here's what I want you to do. I love you unconditionally. I'm perfect love. When you're done with your bicycle, put it in the garage. Don't ever leave it behind the car. So the kids are fired up. They, go, they jump on their dad's lap. He loves them, etc. But one day, one of the sons leaves the bike behind the car. Puts it in reverse. <laughs> How do I know this is real? <laughs> and somehow my loving mother said loving. But 
let's just say this is this guy, this God, this unconditional love, he's perfect, etc. this dad who's always loved his kid, and not, my son doesn't know anything's changed, he's just coming up, he's bebopping in, he's like, hey dad, I wanna see you. He goes, I am so angry. You disobeyed me. You put that bike behind my car. I am just. I have to punish that sin. I'm turning myself from you. Don't ever approach me again until that sin's paid for. Okay? The next day I go, you know what? I'm so mad. Hey, there's my other son. I'm gonna pour out my anger on him. And I kill him. Now my other son comes to me and I go, hey, settled. I'm perfect love again. It's really good news. I just killed your other brother because I was so mad. Now come. See how sick that is that we've been teaching for 2,000 years. Why can't the world accept that God? Because I can't accept that God. And I don't think you can either in your heart of hearts. Can you? If that's how you believe he is. Isn't that sick? And so that's why a lot of times I'll share with these, God, I love, I love the heathen, man. They're so easy. Well, I, I pretty much suck at this deal, and, you know, I just can't believe in a God that would, that would uh, because I left my bike behind a car, that he's so angry and just that he had to kill somebody else, but now that's supposed to heal my heart, and now, it's, now he's back loving again. I can't have relationship with that because he may turn on me again. So what am I constantly doing? I'm trying to be good boy, be good Christian boy, and try to get him to like me again. Is he gonna beat me? I hope not. What does that produce in you? Fear, what does that produce? Anger, strife, murder, lack of health, poverty, everything. Does that make sense? But when you all see, you see him, I go, no, my wrath was for you. See, we just, we've, we, literally we've taken two scriptures and made theologies out of them where he's, he's, so, he's, so, uh, he's so holy he can't look at sin. How many of you guys have heard that? Pretty weird if Jesus was God and he went and talked to every sinner. Hugged on him, he touched the leper, right? And they're, they're misinterpreting that scripture where it says, God, you are too holy to look at evil and not do anything about it because you love your kids too much, you're gonna go rescue your kids. So, you guys know what holy means? Set apart and unique. What makes God unique? See, we all know what set apart is. There's like, uh, if, I went, if I said something like, man, there's just something that sets Michael apart. We've all used that language, haven't we? Cat in the military, didn't we do that? All the, what, what do you call them, performance reviews and all those stupid things? What sets cat apart besides she's cat? She's cat, right? But we know what set apart is, don't we? There's something unique about him. But see, we've interpreted holy through this, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil that we think holy is non-sinning. Don't we? Well, that's weird for a guy who's never kept any record of it. So God describes himself as three things. What does he describe himself as? Love, life, light. Don't you think his holiness is probably unique about something of those three adjectives that he, no, this is what makes me unique. See, holiness, when you start reading it right, is attached to love. 
I'm not like you humans who demand justice. You're, you ate from the wrong tree and you've been, you've been listening to angry preachers for 2,000 years that think he demands justice. He's gotta pour out his wrath on somebody. Just next time you think that, start thinking of that story that would my kids ever trust me? And then scripture says this, if you understand that being an earthly father, how much more does that just sound ridiculous to me? The lover of humanity, the person who loves everybody unconditionally. So what makes God holy? His perfect love for us. I love you so much, I will not let you be, I will not let evil win. I'm not gonna let you live in this fallen state. My wrath is to go rescue you from slavery. See, love is what separated God, not lack of sin. Does that make sense? He doesn't even have a consciousness of it. It says there's, there's no consciousness of it. My, my wrath was to go, and I'm telling you, if you start looking through Scripture, Scripture just explodes for you. You're like, oh, God, yes, his holiness was for me. His wrath was for me because the only thing that makes him unique is love, light, and life. And he goes, he's so holy, he loves me so much that I can't love any human being like he can because if somebody wrongs me like for the 50th time, am I really excited about it? Scripture says I need to love him. And we all go try to do this weird, how's it going? Oh, brother, just stop with the, all right? Just Stop. Isn't that how Chris, I, call, I call it oozy Christianity. It's just, my wife's good at it. She's like, ah, there's something about that dude that sets him apart. He's just like this, ah. There's not love in there that's like, I'm so good, I'm a good Christian, and I do this, and you guys do that. You drink a glass of wine, and so I'm better than you. Nah, 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 nah. I go, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You know, it this elder friend of mine, his, his kids are a mess, etc. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go grab him a beer and share the love of God with him. And guess who's gonna get better results? I don't care if you don't do any of that. I'm just saying, that's part of life to me. It's life. There's, there's something in us that wanna do it. There's life. So anyway, so what makes God holy, set apart, unique is his love. And he says, in Jesus was light, and that light is the life of men, but we're in darkness because we can't see him because we got this veil over our eyes. We, can't, we got this legal view of God that we can't experience it, even though it penetrates through and through everything. It's not like light here. It goes through every atom in the universe and holds it together at the speed of light. Isn't that fascinating? And when you operate in love, guess what? It's a different frequency, like E equals MC squared. When you operate in love, all of a sudden your body starts to function right because that's how it was, perform- that's how it was designed. Does that make sense? You guys have all heard this. You get more with honey than what? than the gospel you're teaching. (laughs) So, does God demand justice as we were taught? I don't think so. I don't think so. He said, I never wanted sacrifice. He prepared a body. He goes, I'm gonna become a a man, I'm gonna become a human, and I'm gonna die as the perfect human, so I've canceled out sin and death, but on the third day, I'm gonna rise, and now all men rise in me, and now what they experience? Life! But you can't see it because you're still under legalism. So Apostle Paul in the book of Acts says, I came to give them light and get the darkness out of them. Does that make sense? So I I explained all that. You guys good on that? Just start looking at scripture differently. That's all I'm asking you to do is that go go find where he's so mad he had to pour it out on Jesus. Let's go to these next scriptures, these next slides. How we doing? We doing good? I'm telling you, man, when you really start to get this. So what drives him? Was, was anger and justice driving him? I'm just going to give you a couple scriptures. John 3, 16. For God so had to punish Jesus that he gave his only begotten son. What does it say? 
God so loved the, and that, that world there is cosmos, guys. It's literally all of creation. God so loved creation that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Does the devil believe in Jesus? Yes. Does the Muslim believe in Jesus? Most of them. So it's not the fact that they believe in Jesus. It's not the fact that they say the magic words. What is it? That he loved me. And he died for me. And I'm completely forgiven. That spirit will ring true with your spirit. And it starts to produce life. For God did not send his son into the cosmos to judge it. Remember we saw that poverty, marriage, sickness all comes from what? The root of what? judgment see I can't trust a God that one minute so always perfect love you and then the next minute he's got to kill his son because he's so angry because he rode over my bike no 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 I killed my son it's good come you can love me again it doesn't work it does, you're always going to have this like he's angry right <sighs> but that the world through him might be saved so what do they they don't believe in the Jesus that we're taught we believe in a Jesus that he loves me so much and I was in his death and now I'm in his life. I'm so zoned by one dude. Thank you, Jesus, full stop. There was nothing for me to do but to go, yes, I believe that good news. Does that make sense? Does that, does that make, start to make sense to you? Okay, Romans 8, 5. I could, I could go pick every scripture. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the... The church? The believer? Who did he die for? The ungodly. That's you and I. Amen? Are you, were you any more ungodly than the, the Muslim? No. You're just as ungodly as the rest of the, right? I'm, the whole thing is in there. Right? Okay. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man somebody might even dare to die. But God demonstrates his love toward us. What is he demonstrating by sending Jesus? His love for us, that while we will still sinners, Christ died for us. If you keep going in there, it says, it says listen, now, now all the much more start just resonating in there. So if, if we were total dirtbags, right? Literally, we are, aren't we? We were dirt, and what did he do? <sighs> he gave life to inanimate objects, didn't he? Dirt. But we in this Western Christianity think God gave life, set it over there in motion, and it's just spinning over here, but I'm outside here waiting for you to say the magic words to get back in me. Well, how the blank is that guy having life if he's not in and through and withholding them everything by him? His light shines in darkness, but we don't get it. That's what it says. It's not like earthly light. He goes, this shines in light, and I am the light of all men. You guys are starting to get this. Okay, so but God demonstrates his love toward us. That's why he sent Jesus, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, next slide. I'm just gonna give you a couple more. Ephesians 2, 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his wrath that he had to satisfy, justice that he had to, crime and punishment. You put that bike there, good news. I killed my son, now you're back in the club. 
See what a twisted gospel most of us believe most of our life? And then we're going, no, it's the power of God unto salvation. You're wondering why you can't, you're dying. Because you're still in judgment. You still have an angry God in your mind. God, so, who is rich in mercy because of his great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, did what? Made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been so zoed. And raised up together. You, be, you are raised up together. When were you raised up together? When, exactly, exactly. When were you raised up? By grace you have been saved and you were raised up together. When did Christ raise? I had to raise the same time as him is what it said. And it was raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in him. All humanity was included in him. Are you guys seeing this? Why were we all included in him? His great love for us. You guys getting this? He loves you. He's passionate about you. He goes, man, I'm not, I'm, I, I cannot look at evil and not do anything about it. That's what it says. I have to go rescue my kids. Why? Because I'm pure love. Man, somebody does something to my wife. They're, they're fighting words. I don't care how big you are. I can bite noses and ears off. We played rugby, right, Joe? Now, you might know all of your skills. Wait till I bite your nose off. They have done it. So am I proud of that? No, but that's the wrath of a loving husband. I don't care who you are, right? Who's this little guy? Well, I'm a weightlifter. Yeah, how's it going without a nose? So, <laughs> that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding, the, see, see, that's how he is, right? When we read that Psalms, he goes, listen, the goodness of God pursues me with hostile intent. The goodness of God, <laughs> there was no, all of his wrath was for me. That in the ages to come, why did he die? Why did he send Jesus? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his Grace, does grace have any judgment in it? No, in his kindness, through what vehicle got us into this deal? Christ, for by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. So stop trying to have amazing faith like Abraham. That was a picture of Jesus that by one man's faith, all men are included. Now, am I saying that everybody's going to heaven and saved? No, we'll get to that next week. I'm not a universalist, I'm saying, that light is in everybody and the message we're supposed to share with them is you were in him. You were in him. He loves you so much, sinner. He forgave you 2,000 years ago because of his great love for you. How would you feel if you knew that God was never gonna punish you for the rest of your life? <sighs> Freedom. God has set me free. That's the message we have to share with people. See, we go about it the wrong way. Say these magic words and then you're gonna get in the club. And you know what they look at you? They go, you judgmental turd. Then they kill you, exactly right. Because you've presented an angry God to them again and they can't accept that God but our, our heart, our spirit resonates with his spirit that we're, he's dad and he always loved me. See that's, the, man that resonates in people and it starts to bring life. Does that make sense? Now they, that, now they start to walk in light. They start to experience life. They start to experience, because everything operates on the frequency of love better. Your income goes through the roof, relationships start to, to right? That's why I don't like all these marriage books because it, it does the wrong, it starts to go, well, if you did this and you did this and we're, we're eating from the wrong tree again. Well, he does this and he does that. Yeah, I do it all. You got one thing that just solves it all because I've done it all, right? I go, but when I start to experience love and I feel like he's not judging me, man, I love my wife. I do. Holy smokes. 
Now, am I perfect? No, geez, she could tell you that. But, uh, but all of a sudden, you start to experience it effortlessly. It really becomes life. Start to, you start to, rivers of living water flowing through me. No, no, I thought that was in tongues. No, it's love. It's his love and life starting to flow through you. That's these rivers of living water. You've been digging, digging, digging your whole life and you're pissed. You're broke. Right? No, 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 it's, the, it's praying in tongues. No, it's not. Praying in tongues. They, they heard the wonderful works of Jesus in their own language when they were praying in tongues. They were hearing what I'm showing you. You're in this deal. You're in him because he loved you so much. You died with him. You rose with him. You're in. Every promise is yes and amen. He just wants to bless you and love you. Yeah, but I'm stupid. Welcome to the club. He loves you. I sinned this morning. Thank you. So did I. He's amazing. He blesses me despite me. Because I'm not in the covenant. I participate in him. Does that make sense? Jesus and the Father did the perfect covenant. Now I just got to go, woohoo! I'm in this deal. Right? Father, thank you that everything I put my hand to shall prosper. Hallelujah. Because I'm in. Why just lost in the stock market? He's the God of restoration and he does it in divine speed. I'm in. See, everything is about good. It's, it's not about locks and less. And, uh, your heart can't even experience it, guys. It's just crazy after a while how it is. Is that, is that good news? Oh man, I hope this helps. That the ages, why did he die? Because he loved us so much that in the ages to come, he might show that his exceeding riches. Man, he's the richest dude on the planet and it exceeds that. See, this stuff gets me excited. The exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us because we were in Christ Jesus. I believe I was in Christ Jesus. That's the gospel. Because I was all in the first Adam, I'm in the second Adam. Thank you, Father. Does that make sense? For by grace you have been saved through faith, by one man's faith, Jesus Christ. That not of yourselves. It is a stupid gift. <laughs> so what have we made? Repent, say the magic words, baptize, spirit baptized, all this. No, I just go, I'm in. He loves me. And you know what? I start to experience life. Hallelujah, man. Free gluten. Popeyes is amazing, guys, if you've never done it. It's just, it's like glory. I'm going to a Yankees game in two days. Hallelujah, man. Beer and a hot dog, it's glorious, I'm telling you, it's glorious. No, Jesus. I've never had a drink. Exactly right. Exactly right. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's life, guys. It's life. There's something in us that we want to celebrate. Amen. And what's fascinating is when you really get free, you're not retarded with it. You go, let's, let's enjoy life together. There's no judgment in it. There's no condemnation. Does that make sense to you guys? I, I love Crowder's. <laughs> Cat, was he just a trip? He's like, something about, uh, he goes, I, I don't want to cause anybody to stumble. He goes, some of you guys could stumble into a single scot malt here, a, scot, a single malt scotch every now and then. I go, I couldn't agree more with that, to be honest with you. And go celebrate life. Guys, I'll, I'll, I'll show a shocker on you. Most of the big pastors in this, in this town, you know what they do when they're in their private time? They hang out with all the other pastors and they drink scotch and smoke a cigar. I just got on the naughty list. 
Woo! And I'm going, why don't you do it in public instead of being such a hypocrite? Does that make sense? Experience life, guys. It's not, see, we're not falling. If you come to my house, like, man, here, have a, have a glass of wine. It's wonderful. It's, you experience life. There's life in it. Does that make sense? Anyway, does that help you guys? All right, last slide. I'm going a little long. Does this help? Is this freaking anybody out too much? Okay. He is a loving father. He goes, nobody knows the father. You've searched the scriptures. You know every word in it, but you can't find life because you don't know what testifies about me. Those are all stories about me. Does that make sense? So I'm going to send the word of God in flesh. The fullness of the Godhead is in a body, Jesus Christ. So when Jesus Christ was hanging on that cross, guess who was where with him? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit were hanging on that cross with him. They never left him nor forsake him. Never. Because he was fully God. He never was not fully God. And if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father in a loving spirit, a Holy Spirit relationship. They'll never change. So... He's always been with you in your deepest sin, your darkest pain, etc. Here's why the, the gospel most of you guys have believed has never really cleansed all those places. And I'm just asking you, honestly. I know, I know I'm messing around and I like to have joke around and have fun, but let's get, let's get real here. Which part of your life just hurts? Come on, guys. I've never met one Christian when I start digging around in there that there's so this, this deep sense of rejection, shame. If I can get honest and they get out of there, oh, I'm blessed, brother. Puke. I just can't stand it. Because I know the truth. I go, who taught you that? Let's get real. Let's, be, let's have a relationship. And some of you guys, I just, I just remember so clearly, I'm just sitting down with you and you just start weeping, man. Because when you hear the true gospel, it just rips your guts out and you go, God, he loves me that much. And most of you guys can't experience it because you still see him as this angry God and uh, you need to punish somebody. And you're affecting your own, your own relationships. You're affecting your kids. Your kids see you as this grumpy old grandpa. Dad, mom, whatever, right? So he came to reveal a loving father. He goes, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I came to give you the spirit of daddy. I, I love you unconditionally. I didn't, this whole sacrifice thing, I'm not like all the other gods. I myself am gonna die your death for you so you can be raised to life again in me. You were included in me. That's how much I love you. Does that make sense? And now every promise is yes and amen despite you. He doesn't judge you. He's not mad at you. He's never been mad at you. When you mess up the biggest, just go, thank you, God, that it's not based on me. Oh, now you start to feel love and compassion. Now you start to look at the sinner and go, instead of that, I'm so good. You start to go, holy smokes, man, they don't know the truth. My wife's amazing at it. She really is. She, these Christian women come in, she goes, that girl just needs a hug. <laughs> good, sweet, because she's got Jezebel all over and she looks angry. <laughs> That's my charismatic days. All right, so instead of fear, insecurity, rejection, let them heal your heart and experience life, joy, and confidence. You can get to your feet. So does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. So here's, here's what it is, guys, honestly, is where does it hurt? Where does it hurt? That, that part that you don't dare tell any other Christian that you think God's angry at, that you're still struggling with, and we all got it, guys. Don't try hide. He goes, my light penetrates everything. He loves you right there. He's not rejecting you, turning away from you that, oh no, he's so holy he can't look at sin. No, his holiness is about how unique his love is for you. Now the world can't love you. I can't even love my wife like he loves my wife because he's unconditional love that never has kept any record or wrong. 
So just ask him to heal you right there in that dark, dark, dark spot. Does that make sense? I don't know what it is. It's, you know, it's usually the things that the world has, has uh, whether it's been adultery or an abortion or, uh, I don't know what. The, usually the thing that the church rags on the hardest is what, what uh, or, or in their heart they're doing it. So what Jesus said, he goes, hey, you look good. But if you've even thought about it, you've done it. And so in our deepest heart of hearts, we go, man, I don't know if he's, he loves me yet because he might be. That's, 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 the, that's the wrong tree. That's your conscience saying that he's mad at you. It was never him. We've made conscience a God. No, it's the Holy Spirit leading me. No, it's not. It's your conscience killing you. Once your conscience is sprinkled by his love, because you should have no more consciousness of it. So the very part where you don't dare tell anybody, you don't dare tell me because I'm a pastor, I might, whatever. Hopefully you can come to me because you know I'm just as nutty as you. Um, <laughs> ask him to heal you right there. Ask him to just go, Lord, you know what? Just love me right there. That part I hate about myself, love me right there. And you'll start to experience life. Amen? Does that help you guys? Yes. Oh, Father, we love you, we praise you. And you can just do your own, guys, wherever it is. You don't have to do it out loud because, man, I don't want my wife to know. <laughs> no, confess it out loud because anything that's hidden, not. Nah, would you just stop? His light penetrates every atom in the universe and his, life is, his light is life and it's love. So Father, we just thank you that the great lover of humanity, you so loved the world, you sent Jesus, not to pour out wrath on him. You can't even do it. It's not even who you are. Your character didn't change. You were love, you were life, you've never kept record of wrong. You came because you loved us so much, you pursued us so much, because I'm gonna go rescue my kids that are in bondage right now. So Father, free them from everything that they're struggling with, free them from the addictions, free them from the guilt, from sins past, free them from the guilt of things they're worried about that they're, they're afraid somebody's gonna find out about them and somehow they might not love them as much and reject them. That is from the wrong tree. That is not you. You love them perfectly. So Father, as that love gets through every cell in their body, just let it start to heal everything. Let it start to heal their emotions. Let it start to heal their, their, their minds. Oh, Father, I just thank you that you're healing bipolar. You're hearing depression right now in Jesus' magnificent name. Father, I just thank you that you bring life to their finances. You bring life to their marriages. Not this weird marriage gobbledygook they've been taught. Pure love, pure relationship. And Father, we just thank you that you are supernatural. That is the gospel that heals everything, that starts to make everything resonate correctly. Our spirit operates with your spirit, and we say, yes, Dad, I knew that's how you always were. So Father, I thank you for your amazing testimonies this week. That as they walk out, just remind themselves, would he ever be mad at me? Never. He's for me, always. And he's always been for me. We just say thank you for all the miracles this week in their lives. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. You're released.